Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So, today we will be talking about Ukraine and Russia. We are floating around six months since the invasion. So, we'll kind of go through and uh, talk about where we're at and what we can expect. Okay, so the situation on the ground right now, it's two heavyweight boxers just hitting each other back and forth. It's a slugfest. When we initially talked about this six months ago, talked about worst case scenario was that it became protracted. That's where we're at. When uh, it started back then, most estimates were measured in days or weeks. Today, when you hear people talk about it, the estimates for how long it's going to take are now measured in months. I have seen them going out to 36 months. Um, so, what's the cost been? Let's talk about the cost that matters, right? Russia has lost somewhere between 15 and 40,000. Estimates are wide. Um, and those are lost. Now, as far as including wounded and out of the fight, then the number goes up to 70 to 100,000. Ukraine has lost somewhere between 9 and 12,000. Defenders typically have the advantage and that tracks. So, what's it take to uh, break the static nature of it? For Russia, they would need to do a full mobilization. That is something that Putin wants to avoid because he feels, and uh, he's probably right, that it would cause widespread discontent within Russia. For Ukraine, it takes the West uh, committing to win, which means a lot of money at once. It means actually backing them up rather than giving them what they absolutely need, giving them everything that they want. That's what's going to break this loose. Um, or one side is eventually uh, ground down. Generally speaking, if that's the outcome, it's the attacker that breaks. Now, the war itself for Russia is lost. It's been lost for a while. Everything going on now, it's waste. It's waste. It's sunk cost fallacy. Um, remember, war isn't about the fighting on the ground. War is a continuation of politics by other means. Putin had objectives. It didn't work. It backfired. The whole concept of, you know, not wanting countries that were close to NATO right on its border, well, that didn't work out. This move sped NATO expansion. 
It degraded their military capabilities. It hurt their economy, and it hurt their standing in the world. That's done. That's already happened. The best-case scenario for Putin at this point is to take some dirt and hold it, and then commit to uh, dealing with the inevitable resistance that could, uh, that could last years. On top of all of the stuff that is openly talked about like that, you have some other negative attributes for uh, Russia. It has become the junior partner in the Russia-Chinese friendship. Remember in the beginning, Russia and China, they, they you know, put out that statement. They were friends with no limits. Russia found out real quick that that's not the case because nations don't have friends, they have interests. China has been using Russia's reliance on them to, uh, well, get some concessions and get the upper hand in their partnership. The other thing that's happening that is part of the big poker table, Russia is using its defense industry for the war. Production is for the war. What does that mean for exports? They don't have it. Uh, not in the quantities they need. Not in the quantities their clients want. So what does that mean? It means that they're looking for another supplier. Now, we can all hope that the United States doesn't start supplying them. Um, that would not be ideal, but it's the United States, and if there's money to be made selling stuff to hurt people, we're typically first in line. But as of yet, it doesn't look like they're making those moves. But there are there is a possibility that this move in Europe is going to cost Russia in other areas because he can't, it can't focus its resources there. Um, so there is an active resistance movement on the Ukrainian side. There are commitments, it seems, that they're not going to fight until they get it all back to include areas that were taken before the invasion. We'll see how that plays out as this drags on. My guess, and at this point it is a guess, is that if it ends anytime soon, it'll be because Putin called it and accepted the situation Russia's been in for a while. Everything that's happening now, all of those Russian lives lost, it's pointless. It's pointless at this point. It's over. They lost. And that should have been evident. It should have been evident the moment Switzerland was even thinking about joining NATO. That should have been the clearest sign. The second that that topic even arose, or even closer cooperation, 
that should have been the moment that Russia realized they were in a failed endeavor. Best case scenario, they come out of it with some good old-fashioned imperialism. They took some dirt and planted a flag, created a puppet. That's it. Um, it doesn't look like Western resolve will break to the point where they won't arm Ukraine. And it doesn't look like Russia is willing to engage in a mass mobilization, which is what they're going to need. Right now, reporting suggests they're recruiting out of prisons. They're, uh, they're fighting a war that is already lost and committing more and more to it. The fighting on the ground is, isn't what it, what's important when we're talking about the poker game where everybody's cheating, which is what Putin should be focused on. But like many rulers, they lose sight once the war starts. Um, so that's where we're at six months in. I would imagine that I'll be doing another update on this in probably another three months. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.